So uh, for this evening's conference, I wanted to talk a little bit about Lexio Divina. And so before we get started on this, uh, why don't we say a prayer and we'll ask uh, for the Holy Spirit and uh, to uh, really have our minds and our hearts open to, to the beauty of um, uh, Lexio Divina, holy reading, divine reading. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus Christ, Son of God, we remember that we are here with you, present with us not as a sign or a symbol, but physically present with us, body, blood, soul, and divinity. We humbly ask Jesus that you would draw us deep into your heart by sending the fire of your Holy Spirit deep within ours. Come Holy Spirit and be our wisdom. Help us to see as you see. Come Holy Spirit and be our counsel our advocate. Come Holy Spirit and help us to see uh, the startling beauty of Scripture. The Word of God, your Word to us. And help us to know that these words are meant for us in a very personal and intimate way. Please set our hearts on fire. May our hearts burn as words of scripture are open to us. And Jesus, draw us deep within your heart um, through these words. We ask, Blessed Mother, that you would be with us, taking us in your arms and guiding us straight to the heart of your Son. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I was reading this article, and the article talked about... Um, uh, something the author called mind blindness. And um, uh, he was talking about children that are three years of age and under. And uh, he was saying psychologically, um, they think that, that uh, their parents know what's going on in their mind. Um, that their parents automatically know um, uh, the, their parents, actually their thoughts are their thoughts. There's no difference between the two. Um, and uh, it's why they can get so frustrated when you don't know exactly what they want, when they want. Um, and uh, children will grow out of this most of the time. Um, 
But uh, the author was saying, and I don't know too much about it myself, but the author was saying autism happens when um, that, that uh, um, development doesn't happen and that child still has a problem uh, not, not understanding that other people can't see what's going on in their thoughts. And uh, the author said a lot of times in the spiritual life, this is how we can be with God. Um, we come into the chapel and we're in the silence and uh, um, we, we can um, experience this mind blindness in a sense. And that we know exactly what's going on in our mind. But oftentimes we don't stop to think or stop to realize or stop to discover what's going on in God's mind. Uh, that God is um, uh, three persons, that God uh, has um, the, the perfection of thought, but independent from us. How do we discover what's going on in God's mind? And I thought this was so interesting uh, when, when I heard it. And um, I remember being at the, the eight-day retreat and sitting there in the chapel and uh, Father Rafferty saying, just stay there and listen for God's voice. And so there was after a lot of this healing um, started happening and I read this article and I'm thinking, okay, I, I, want to know, I want to know what's going on within Jesus's mind. And so I sat there and, okay, Jesus, I'm ready to hear what you have to say, you know, speak. Um, and to me, I'm ready to receive. And I mentioned I sat there and there was just silence. And for a full hour, I just sat there and I saw Jesus sitting there just looking at me and not speaking. And because I had been through this healing, uh, there wasn't the anger there. And there was just um, a, a little bit of confusion, maybe. Um, why doesn't Jesus speak and reveal his mind? And so adoration got over and I went back to my room and eight days of silence is a lot of silence. So I sat in more silence. And as I was sitting there, you know, just wondering, okay, uh, what, what, what next? I picked up my Bible and I opened the Bible and I started to read, and it was almost comical because it was just this explosion of Jesus' words straight to me. Everything that I had wanted to hear in that silence, it just came flooding in through the words of these pages. And I said, oh, this is what it's supposed to look like. This is how we enter into the mind of God. This is, this is how we hear him speak. Sometimes it does come when we're in the chapel and through that consolation. And it's awesome when it does. And it's a real gift when it does. But the normal way that Jesus speaks to us 
It's through his word and scripture. I remember hearing a story uh, that Tim Gray told. He's the founder of the Augustine Institute and just an awesome uh, scholar. And he said uh, he um, had this great day with his little boy. And uh, they had gone to the zoo and done his son's favorite things and been to Dairy Queen. And so the day couldn't have gone better as far as he was concerned. And so um, he's tucking his son uh, into bed and leaving the room. And all of a sudden, he hears his son start sobbing. And he thought, what in the world could possibly be wrong? So he comes back in and he says, what's going on? And his son is uh, uh, crying so hard, he can hardly get these words out. But eventually, he's able to tell his dad that, um, he's read this story about St. Francis of Assisi. And when he came into the chapel, the crucifix spoke to him. Jesus spoke to him from the cross. And he read Catherine of Siena. And Catherine was in the chapel. And Jesus came alive in the crucifix and spoke to her from the cross. And so he had been trying for these last two weeks, looking at the crucifix in his room, saying, Jesus, please. Speak to me. And nothing happened. And he thought Jesus must not love me. He's not speaking to me. And so Tim said he knelt down by his bed. And was able to explain to his son. That the normal way that Jesus speaks to our heart is through scripture. It's through the word of God. And the word of God Um, It's what the saints read and it's why they were able to do such beautiful things because uh, they experienced that intimacy with Jesus. Speaking to their heart in a personal way. In scripture, it's not just words meant for them. Not just words that Jesus meant for his time. What makes scripture so unique the word on fire, right? Bishop, um, Bishop Barron. It's the word on fire because it's meant for us. Each of us. Each one of us in a very personal, very intimate way. Um, and it destroys that mind blindness. It puts us into immediate encounter with our Lord. And um, the the church, even though um, I felt like I just kind of discovered this, you know, how it applied to me just recently, the church has known this from the beginning. And um, uh, uh, throughout the centuries, it has developed this practice of reading scripture in a spiritual way to really soak in these words, to let them speak to our heart. Lexio, reading, divina, divine. Uh, the divine reading um, of scripture. And um, uh, we've already started actually uh, to um, uh, look into how to do this when we look through ARRR. Um, acknowledge and relate and receive and respond. It's the same principles that apply to Lexio Divina. 
And so I'll give you some different words that uh, traditionally it's known by, just in case those words uh, um, help you to, to, to grasp these things in a deeper way. Um, but the first thing in Lexio Divina is reading. Uh, Lexio is the Latin word for read. And so um, uh, find something from Scripture that you are excited uh, to read. Um, normally, uh, especially at the start, the Gospels are the best place to be because these are the eyewitness accounts of Jesus and it contains Jesus' own words. Um, Luke is a great gospel. If you've never done Lexio in, in Luke, there are many parables that aren't found anywhere else in the gospels. And Jesus speaking through um, examples, which can be really helpful. Mark is the shortest one, <laughs> if you're looking for that. Um, uh, but... Um, uh, to pick up the Gospels and go through until you find some uh, a passage um, that, that strikes you, that stands out. And it doesn't have to be um, uh, anything big, a big passage. In fact, it can help if it's smaller, five to ten verses. But to read through uh, that passage and um, just read through slowly... And just start to become aware, right? The A-R-R-R, aware. Start to become aware of what's stirred within your heart. Uh, reading through, um, uh, uh, St. Benedict talked about, um, give it at least three times through. Uh, I, I don't think it's meant to be an exact number, but it's just slowly reading through until these words start uh, speaking to your heart. Jesus starts speaking to your heart. And um, what we're looking for is a word or a phrase that causes a, a movement within us. Uh, something that stands out. And there are many people who find that journaling while doing Lexio Divina is a big help in, in focusing and concentrating. You know, sometimes that's the biggest obstacle, right, is just being distracted. Um, and writing can be really helpful. If you're like me, I don't enjoy journaling. I don't want to write the whole thing out, but just bullet points uh, can be really helpful for me. And so then we move, uh, we go from reading to the next step, meditatio, which means to reflect. Uh, so we become aware in this reflection, what is it that's going on within us? And again, we go to, what are my thoughts? What are my emotions? What are my desires? What is this stirring up within me? It's inviting Jesus in to help you to see as he sees. Um, but it's really uh, paying attention to that interior life. 
becoming aware of what's going on within yourself as you read. And then we move into the third step in Latin oratio, which means to pray. And this is to relate. A-R-R-R, to relate. And so it's moving from thinking to praying. Jesus, here are my thoughts. Um, reading, uh, for example, about the, the, um, the resurrection. And um, Jesus appears to his disciples. And their uh, hearts are, are filled with fear. And maybe it's the word fear. Jesus, there's fear in my heart when I read this. Right? Thinking to praying. Uh, Jesus, um, I'm feeling a lot of fear with this. Um, I'm inviting you into this with me. Uh, whatever is stirring within you, it's just relating that to Jesus. Just entering into a conversation with him through those words. And uh, it's important just to be honest and not try to filter. Um, if it's consolation that's filling your heart, bring that straight to Jesus. Uh, Jesus, uh, this is uh, amazing. As you show the wounds, um, uh, you show your wounds. I want to experience those wounds and there can be just this, this peace and this joy that a person feels. Bring that straight to Jesus. But don't feel like you have to filter. Um, if what you're reading is, is troubling you. If it's taking away your peace, bring that straight to Jesus and just be honest with him about that. Um, in the journal, um, uh, some authors recommend uh, to write a prayer that begins um, uh, um, to direct this uh, thinking to praying. Writing out a prayer, Jesus, I bring this to you. And then finally, uh, as, as we uh, begin to relate all of these things to Jesus, after we pour out our thoughts to him and our emotions to him, um, and we pour our desires out to him, the last step of Lexio is called contemplatio, or resting, contemplating. And this step, is, it's a gift. It doesn't always happen with Lexio. Uh, there are times when um, uh, um, Jesus speaks through those words in a special way. And we experience within us uh, a peacefulness and a joy. And sometimes we can experience that peace and that joy, but we can go on to think, you know, continue thinking about things. And it's important to, to go right back to find out what, it, what, what is it about this that's bringing peace and joy. And it's just staying there. And maybe you only have a few minutes. And so you can bring that word with you. And you, you can 
and bring that with you for the rest of the day. But if you have some time, just stop there and receive. Uh, When the Holy Spirit moves within us, the fruits of that are peace and joy. And just stay in that peace and stay in that joy and let our Lord um, uh, speak to you and just rest with them. Um, St. John uh, just reclined and rested his head on Jesus' heart. And he just stayed there. Uh, that's this step of Lexio. Um, just uh, uh, staying there in praise and gratitude. Um, staying there in communion. And then finally, we ask for the graces um, to, to um, um, bring into the rest of our life what we experience in that moment of prayer. Uh, so this would be the respond in ARRR. We ask Jesus uh, for guidance to apply this uh, to our life. And so... Um, I just wanted to take uh, the next 20 minutes uh, to uh, allow you guys uh, the chance to practice this uh, while it's fresh in our minds. Um, uh, Hopefully everybody has a Bible, and if you don't, uh, maybe you can just um, uh, take your missalette and turn it to uh, one of the Gospels here from Easter. But just look through the Gospels and find... Uh, Something that that grabs your attention and walk through these steps of Lexio. We'll just ask the Holy Spirit to move within us. um, And help us to, to hear these words that are directed to us.